please be aware the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and in some cases, even offensive. Listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome, heathens. Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the things that go bump in the night. Monsters lurking under your bed or deep in the forest. That unknown creature lurking just out of sight. And frighteningly imagined creatures, ghosts, supernatural beings, and even some unsolved mysteries. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, we're getting back to the basics with some scaries. So, with that said, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and, well, have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of libation is always yours, so choose your poison accordingly. Now, for the game part. Oh, yes. How about every time I say, shadow, that's going to be a single shot. And every time I say, dark, that's going to be a double shot. All right, now that the business end is out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's dark enigma. And... Something wicked this way comes as we look into that strange phenomena known as the lurking shadow people. The email hits your inbox, and before you can even set down your lukewarm coffee, a chill comes over you as you see the subject line. All it says is, please help me. You quickly open the message and see a picture that looks like a silhouette and read the following. This scares me, and I don't know what it is. I've been seeing them since I was a little girl, always out of the corner of my eye, a tall black shadow. I always feel like something or someone is by me. Last night, I went down to my bedroom, and there it was, standing next to my dresser. I ran upstairs crying to my mom. She went down and looked, saying it was only because I was tired. But I know what I saw. It was so scary. I don't know what it is. I need all the help I can get. Please help me. Tales of walking shadows come from across the world. Some of these shadow people wander through the periphery of our lives. Others stay for years. People can rarely make out features of these darker-than-night, human-shaped entities other than an occasional set of blazing red eyes. Shadow people often appear dressed like a medieval monk, wearing a fedora, or bald and sexless. These entities may simply trek through our bedroom at night, never to be seen again, while others may lurk in doorways just watching day after day after day. And still others attack with energy-draining fear. But what are they? Are they even real people? Are they ghosts? Are they leftover matter or beings from another dimension? Whatever, Whatever belief you subscribe to, the truth is the term shadow people is a catch-all for entities that exhibit certain characteristics. 
but their origins can be wildly different. Through research and experience, these creatures can be categorized by behaviors as follows. The first, a benign shadow. Shadow people that seem to travel briefly through a person's life. These are entities seen by children. They appear to walk with purpose through a room, never really acknowledging you, and never straying from their path. You never feel any fear, or you just fear of watching a dark human-shaped trespasser walk past your bed. So, really nothing to worry about. Or is it? Then you have negative shadows. Although these shadow people tend to simply lurk, they are associated with a feeling of unnatural terror, and they like the fear. Then we have the red-eyed shadows. These entities are always, always, always going to be negative, but stare at experiencers with blazing red eyes. Victims often say they feel that this creature feeds from their fear. Then we have hooded shadows. These people are dressed as an ancient monk. People who encounter these type of shadow people feel a deep rage bubbling behind that black cowl that they can't see into. And the last one, the hat man. This entity is the most curious of all. He's dressed in a fedora and sometimes appears to be wearing an old time business suit. But the hat man appears to many different people in different cultures all across the planet. Now, shadow people may be demonic entities, ghosts, interdimensional travelers, or other denizens of the dark realm we call the unknown. Regardless of their label, though, shadow people can, be, can very well be more than just one type of being. Brad Steiger, author of Shadow World, has studied the paranormal for more than 50 years, and he agrees. There are many possible explanations for shadow people, and he states... I would say that experiencers are seeing all of the above and giving them or it the name the shadow people. Whatever the entities are though, they're shocking to those who actually see them and experience them. A gray sheet of clouds stretched across the sky as 12-year-old Doug ran to the corner store. He says, it was overcast but not really raining and in the middle of the afternoon. The day was shadowless and decades later he still doesn't know what he saw on his way home from the store arms full of food at first he thought it was a friend and he said as i approached the corner to turn onto my street i saw something black sticking beyond the brush bushes in the front of my house so he yelled andre and started running toward the driveway where the bushes were the dark figure wasn't his friend andre a black, man-shaped shadow grew from behind the bushes in this quiet afternoon and began running toward Doug's house. And he said, After a few steps, I saw the shadow running down my driveway toward the backyard. I ran up the driveway to the gate that leads to the backyard, and I just couldn't believe my eyes. Doug stood at the gate as the black shadow in the shape of a man ran across his yard and disappeared through a fence. He was shocked. He couldn't stop thinking about it. This thing, what could it be? Why was it black? And when most stereotypical stories said that ghosts were really white, could this be demonic? Could it be a person? What did Doug see? A ghost? A demon? 
an interdimensional traveler? Or was it all in his head? A friend that we'll call Luke said the following, I've been visited by what I presume to be the same shadow three times in my life, and the memories have haunted me ever since. When I was six, I saw it at my dad's new house, towering over my bed. I couldn't move, and I don't remember what happened next. All I remember is trying to scream, but there was this horrible weight on my chest. End quote. Most of the shadow people encounters collected over the years are readily explainable. The experiencer wakes to find a black human figure standing in the doorway of their bedroom or leaning over their bed, just watching. A tightness grips their chest like the weight of a person is upon them. They can't breathe. Suddenly, the choking eases and the shadow is gone. This type of encounter is very common and psychology even has a name for it. If you guessed, you're right, sleep paralysis. April Hyberian, a psychology professor at Northwest Missouri State University, says most shadow people encounters are probably the product of our own dreams. When people sleep and enter that REM phase, it's very common for them to see things. The fear, the paralysis, and the entities, they're all normal. There are hormones in REM sleep that paralyze the major muscle groups, and it's called paradoxal sleep. Although this happens during REM, these people don't stay asleep and the hormones are still in their body. can be attributed to the same trick of light and shadow that allows us to see faces in clouds and carpets. Or in wood in my case, because I constantly see faces in wood. These sightings can also be from electrical stimulation to certain parts of the brain or even drugs. Chemist Rick Toomey said anything that throws off the chemical balance of the brain causes all sorts of problems. All sensation is in the nervous system and it's all chemistry. If every neurotransmitter is chemistry, you can wreak havoc with that. However, many encounter shadow people in full consciousness and full daylight, removing the logical scientific answers and leaving something, well, terrible. Another friend, and we'll call him Paul, said this. My best friend, when he was a boy, he was laying on his bed with the lights on. A shadowy figure emerged from his closet and moved towards his bedside. The shadow being reached out a finger and touched his buddy's leg. He screamed and the figure vanished, and his parents were there in mere moments. My friend's father noticed that the closet door was open and his parents knew that he never slept without it closed. The black spot on his leg remained visible for several years, but the shadow being never returned. To this day, my friend has no idea what happened, but he does know one thing. It was real. Although most reported shadow people encounters involve an entity simply appearing and disappearing, Many just aren't that innocent. Negative shadows, red-eye shadows, and hooded shadows all bring a feeling of horror and dread when they step into someone's life. These creatures can be known by different names, like demons, djinn, dark shadows, but their nature is all the same. Bishop James Long, pastor of St. Christopher Old Catholic Church in Louisville, Kentucky, has studied demonology for years, and he knows shadow people well. To him, 
They are something evil. Shadow people must be taken seriously, and they can be quite dangerous, he says. When a human spirit tries to manifest itself, its form is black or otherwise known as shadow. It is energy trying to manifest itself so that it can appear to have the physical characteristics that it had when it was living on earth. These entities can move, communicate, and attack, drawing energy from their human victims. Certainly, shadows that attack are demonic in nature and should be avoided at all times. And he strongly encourages anyone who witnesses a dark shadow to be very, very careful. Now, Cody Lily's family has encountered this type of shadow for years. A black, human-shaped figure, featureless, except for a wide-brimmed hat. And he says, We called him the cowboy because he kind of looks like the Marlboro Man. The cowboy stepped into Lily's life his sophomore year of high school in Clarinda, Iowa, and visited almost nightly for two years, pacing about his room, waiting for something. The entity with fiery red eyes never spoke and never approached him, but Lily knew why it was there. It hungered. Lily says it was feeding convinced the cowboy was absorbing energy from his terror. The first time Lily saw it, he was completely incapacitated by how scared he was of it. Lily soon went to college 30 miles south, and the visit stopped until after graduation in 2011 when he moved to Nebraska. And he says, My girlfriend, that is now my fiancé, is in Kansas City and I'm in Omaha. I was crashing with friends. He says, my car started acting up. I'm in the process of looking for a job, finding an apartment, buying an engagement ring. Had a lot of stuff on my plate, which might have brought on what happened. Because what happened was the cowboy. He says, I'm sitting in my car on the phone with my mom. I don't know much about cars, but my mom does. As Lily described the car's behavior to his mother, he noticed a movement in the corner of his right eye. Lily turned toward the passenger side window and saw it, the shadow man that once tormented him in the night, that he called the cowboy. It was full on, a shadow person in an old fedora, he said. It was just standing there. It leaned over like it's bending to look at me. As Lily stared in horror at this red-eyed shadow man in full daylight, the cowboy reached out its arm and knocked on the car window. Lily says it knocked two times. After it knocked, it dissolved in my vision. It just showed up, knocked on my window, and was gone. Lily wonders if the cowboy wanted to let him know that it was still around. He says, It's been quite some time that I saw him. I'm just kind of thinking he just showed up. I was feeling stressed out, and I think he showed up just to feed on that. In Islam... The supernatural jinn can be a companion or a dark, shadowy predator. Jinns are invisible entities believed in by most all Muslims and Middle Eastern folklore, says religion expert Dashti Namaste. Jinns get in and out of human spheres regularly, and it is believed that any human is able to make contact with a jinn. Although, jinn can be benevolent, some jinn, well, are wicked. 
appearing as dark figures that lurk in ruins and cemeteries, waiting for an unsuspecting human soul to stumble by. The wicked jinn, much like the demons of Christianity, are deceivers and may present themselves as the ghost of a loved one to insert themselves into a human being's life. Wahade, a Cherokee, says the nature of shadow beings in the American Indian tradition is just as dark. They're humanoid-shaped, but not proportionate to a normal person. He says their appearance is more monstrous in nature. These shadow beings are the product of medicine men that have strayed far from the path of healing. There seems to be a classification of spiritual beings that are shadow for the most part. These things can be manipulated by bad medicine or bad magic, he says. They either take that form to attack other people, or they use some other spiritual being as a spiritual attack. In the Cherokee language, these dark medicine people are jili, or witch. They're still alive to some degree, but they're not necessarily considered human. Our last friend, that we're going to call Kim, claims this. And I quote, I have a young boy, shadow spirit, in my home. He appears as a solid black cutout-like figure. He's a prankster, but he's not mean or evil. He lets us know that he's here at times by playing with the animals. Kittens, dogs, puppies, etc. Play, but not mean. The dogs and puppies are wagging their tails. He moves my Barbies if he really wants my attention. And the other day, he didn't want the door to, to his room closed, so he opened it. Basically, he's a good kid. A family sees a black figure come down the stairs at the same time at night, turn into the kitchen, and disappear. A dark man in an out-of-date suit walks through a child's bedroom and down the hallway. Some shadow people encounters benign ones like these could very well be disembodied spirits wandering the earth. D.H. Parsons, president of the Bliss Parsons Institute of Metaphysics in Columbia, Missouri, has encountered many shadow people while investigating hauntings. Although many fellow investigators consider shadow people demonic, Parsons doesn't necessarily agree, and he says, My feeling is that a shadow person is another representation of a residual memory of a person who had such a strong personality in life that a bit of their energy remained here in this dimension after their spirit crossed over. Most of the time, the spirit beings are either friendly with us, confused by us, or curious as to why we are there, but they've never done us any harm, not even the shadows." End quote. Not so much for 18-year-old Dave Stanfield. Stanfield didn't expect something to be waiting for him in his room when he woke up, but something was. Something very dark. A strange feeling pulled Stanfield from his deep sleep. As he lay in the gray room staring at his bedroom wall, he saw it. I woke for no reason. I had no weird dreams, and I wasn't groggy or half asleep, he says. My room was dark other than some stray beams coming through the blinds, and I could see a man, darker than the night, like a void. The figure stood at the end of the bed. I could only make out the silhouette of his head and shoulders. The rest of him just went straight to the floor. There were no legs or feet, no red eyes, no facial features whatsoever. And terrified, Stanfield slid low in bed, pulling the covers slowly over his face, 
watching the black, man-shaped figure standing over him until his blankets hid the horror from his view and he finally fell back to sleep. He's much older now, and although he doesn't know what this shadow being was, he knows he saw it, and it haunts him still. And he says, only in the past couple of years have I been able to find anything on the subject matter. It's almost like re-victimization when reading stories from other people that describe experiences like mine. I never knew it could be so widespread, and I'm still dealing with the shock of it. But, as with Parsons' encounters, this being didn't harm Stanfield, at least not physically. Most shadow people encounters are benign, a dark figure lingering in the corners of your life, watching. Could these entities simply be watching us from a realm barely removed from our own? Marie Jones, author of books exploring science and the paranormal, thinks that other dimensions could actually be the home for shadow people. And she says, In my research into quantum and theoretical physics, I came across concepts that really opened up the possibilities to me that entities from somewhere else could be coming here. One of these concepts is wrapped around different dimensions. Theoretically, if these infinite other universes exist, we really should not physically be able to access them. Yet even theoretical physicists entertain the thought that perhaps the laws of physics on the other side allows for some crossover. Hmm, nice thought. Clark Kent's, and yes, that's his name. His grandfather died in 1977, and his grandmother moved to a small apartment, leaving her old house empty. Shortly after, 10-year-old Kent's family moved in, and he says... My first friend in the new neighborhood was my next-door neighbor, Jim. We are good friends even to this day. And on a day in 1979, Kent invited Jim to his house to play ping-pong. And, well, it's haunted him ever since. That day after school, Kent and Jim had about two hours before Kent's parents came home from work, which meant ping-pong in the basement between peeks at the forbidden stash of playboys in a dusty alcove. Oh, boys. <laughs> it was there that Kent saw something he didn't expect, and he said, During our game, I was facing the alcove. At a certain point, something caught my attention. Standing in the alcove was the shadow of a man wearing a fedora. It was creepy, and I had to pause. I could not figure out how any combination of the boxes could cast such a shadow. And then it moved. Kent stood at the ping pong table staring at the dark figure watching him from the alcove. He then quickly looked at Jim who was looking at him. And he says, I realized I had seen something. I was struck by the realization that no man was casting a shadow on the wall. The shadow was solid and was not attached to any object. I turned and scrambled up the stairs with Jim right behind me. At the top of their stairs, their breath coming fast and heavy, Kent slammed and latched the basement door and then looked at Jim with his eyes wide open. Jim denied seeing the shadow man that day and for nearly 30 years thereafter. As the two met for a long-needed reunion, Kent mentioned the shadow man in his basement and he says... Jim sunk into his chair and spoke in as a whisper. I'll never forget that hat. I was stunned. Then he asked the same question he asked three decades ago. Did you see it? 
and Jim finally says, Yes, I did. I was scared. But did this entity, this watcher, step into Kent's life from a parallel universe? Who knows? Although some physicists entertain the idea of this multiple universes, physicist David Richardson isn't eager to join them. And he says, I hate to bring this up in this context, but if there were extra dimensions, shadow people might actually just be people, he says. I'm skeptical of that, but it is possible. We're just starting to figure some of that stuff out. End quote. But here you are, and it's 2 a.m., and you're at that moment in an investigation, sitting in the dark with a body and mind tired from being in constant state of intense observation. Your mind is kicked into a melancholy mode of autopilot. Nothing has happened for hours. You continue to ask questions to an empty room, trying to draw a response that will be captured on a digital audio recorder. Your camera purrs away on the tripod. You sit and you watch, and the silence is almost deafening. And then it happens. Out of the corner of your eye, you catch movement. Darker than the already black of the room, solid and slinking off to your left. You quickly turn your head as your heart begins to race. You see nothing. You accelerate into a state of high alert, fighting to focus your eyes into a small section of the room. Then it happens again, only this time you're looking straight on as a dark mass moves out of the corner, slides along the wall, and disappears into the opposite corner. Your heart is really racing now, and adrenaline is surging like a runaway train. The brain takes charge, trying to rationalize what you've just experienced. Was it the product of your tired eyes? Was it just a hanging eyelash? You know, a floater skimming across the surface of your cornea? A passing car's headlights filtering into the room, creating an optical illusion? Or was it the real deal? Shadow people. Are they ghosts? Demons? Jinn? Gili? Travelers? Regardless of the nature of these entities, regardless of their intentions, the advice for each encounter is exactly the same. Proceed with caution. As paranormal investigations will continue its steady and sure path down the misty road of secrets to try to arrive at answers to just those questions. And with that, my darlings, we've come to the end of our episode. And I thank you for joining me here today. I hope you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think shadow people are. You can reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a suggestion for a future show, or you just want to tell me what you think, you got a scary ghost story to share with me? Well, drop me a line because I do reply to every single email. And on that note, my darlings, that's all the time I have for you this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And don't forget to tune in next time, my darlings. See you, my heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.